Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Gowndary, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Pickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health education expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19, as well as community and public health. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, to watch and share our incredible informative animations, visit us at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. COVID-19 deaths in unvaccinated pregnant women. Mississippi health officials are urging expectant mothers to get vaccinated after a significant number of COVID-19 fatalities in pregnant women. According to ABC News, the Mississippi State Health Department is investigating eight reports of pregnant women who died from COVID-19 in the past four weeks. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs said in a COVID-19 briefing that in all of the cases, the women were unvaccinated. We do know that COVID-19 is especially problematic and dangerous for pregnant women, Dobbs said. We also know that it could be deadly for the baby in the womb. It's been a real tragedy. Compared to the pre-pandemic numbers, the health department has been seeing a doubling of the rate of fatal deaths in the womb after 20 weeks. Also, a majority of pregnant women nationwide have yet to be vaccinated. About three out of four pregnant women in the U.S. have not yet received a COVID-19 vaccine, according to the latest data from the CDC. Pregnant women are at higher risk for severe illnesses if they contract COVID-19, including intensive care unit admission, invasive ventilation, extracorporeal membrane oxygenation, and death compared to non-pregnant women. And at least 147 women have died from COVID-19 nationwide during the pandemic. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, the Professional Association for OBGYNs, recommend that all eligible people, including pregnant and breastfeeding women, get the COVID-19 vaccine. That, That cannot be emphasized enough. Recently, the CDC strengthened its recommendation for vaccinations in pregnant women with the director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, saying it's never been more urgent to increase vaccinations as we face the highly transmissible Delta variant and see several outcomes from COVID-19 amongst unvaccinated pregnant people. The Mississippi Health Department also gathered details on the most recent maternal fatalities and the status of infants and confirmed that several of the infants were born prematurely but alive. Jim Craig, Senior Deputy and Director of Health Protection for Mississippi's Health Department, says it's getting easier and easier to find Mississippians that have a story about the tragedy from the Delta variant. Don't let that be a pregnant mom and expectant family. Flu vaccine for children. This fall, pediatricians are urging parents to vaccinate their children against the flu as soon as possible, as the American Academy for Pediatrics released a policy statement advising parents to vaccinate all children aged six months and older against the flu, particularly with the return of classroom learning. 
The surge in COVID-19 cases due to the Delta variant in the U.S. towards the end of the summer is currently straining healthcare services before the flu season has even arrived. That means that hospital spaces normally reserved for those seriously ill with the flu have already been filled by people infected with COVID. Now, furthermore, as flu cases were down significantly last year, likely due to pandemic restrictions and public health measures, children may have not built up as much immunity to the influenza virus. And see, this is what scares me as a parent. Like my kids go to daycare and school. This scares me because I kept them out all year. Right. Uh, 2020. So, yeah, this this is scary. Yeah. Just masking and vaccinations. And this story is vaccinations for children. So I assume that you'll be getting your children flu vaccine this year. Already done. Done. All right. And you guys are vaccinated as well, right? Yes. Yes. And I've been vaccinated as well. So Dr. Flora Munoz, associate professor of medicine at the Baylor College of Medicine in Texas, and the lead author of the policy statement released by the American Academy of Pediatrics advises, during the COVID-19 pandemic, it's important to remember that influenza is also a highly contagious respiratory virus that can cause severe illness and even death in children, and that the flu vaccine is safe, effective, and can be given alongside other routine immunizations and the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, children who catch the flu and are vaccinated are much less likely to have severe disease or be hospitalized. In fact, during the 2019-2020 flu season, so that was before COVID, almost 200 children died. They died of a preventable disease. So vaccines are incredibly important for young ones. Children under the age of five who get sick with the flu are particularly at risk of complications, including pneumonia, sinus problems, brain dysfunction, dehydration, and worsening conditions such as asthma. My gosh, I did not realize all that was possible for children under five with the flu. Wow. Children can be immunized either from an injection or by a nasal spray. The flu injection contains part of the flu virus, mounting an immune response by producing antibodies so that if the actual virus enters the body, the immune system is more capable of fighting off the infection. The nasal spray works the same in that it is a weakened form of the virus so that the immune system can recognize it and prepare itself to fight the infection in the future. If breakthrough infections do occur after immunization, symptoms tend to be milder than for those without vaccination. To keep children from getting seriously ill and to stop the healthcare system from being overwhelmed by both COVID-19 and influenza, adult vaccinations for COVID-19 and the flu and flu vaccines for children, along with social distancing and mask wearing at school are essential. So your children are vaccinated and that's something that you've always done because you've always believed in it, right? Yes, 100%. Gorillas at the Atlanta Zoo have COVID-19. Now, gorillas at Zoo Atlanta in Atlanta, Georgia, started displaying symptoms of COVID-19 and caught the attention of the zoo's care team. They noticed the common COVID-19 symptoms, runny nose, and coughing. The zoo collected oral, fecal, and nasal samples from the gorillas, and the preliminary results showed that the gorillas had covid Now, the samples were then sent to the National Veterinary Services Laboratory. This lab confirmed a COVID-19 case and identified the Delta variant. All the gorillas will be closely monitored in the zoo and will be tested for COVID-19, regardless of the symptoms being present or not. The gorillas that have complications and severe symptoms or are at risk of developing them will be treated with monoclonal antibodies. 
Zoos around the country are now vaccinating their animal populations to prevent COVID-19 and vaccines specific for animals are in the works. The San Diego Zoo used an experimental vaccine that was developed by Zoetis, a veterinary pharmaceutical company, and Zoo Atlanta has received approval from the USDA and the state of Georgia's veterinarian to administer the Zoetis vaccine. The zoo will vaccinate lots of their animal population, including the gorillas, once they recover from COVID. Lots of mammals can get infected, and they can get infected from contact with humans infected with COVID. The use of PPE when dealing with gorillas in the zoo was already a common practice before COVID-19, as the zoo staff always took precautions when working with animals to prevent the spread of other human illnesses like influenza and other colds. Since humans can spread the virus to the animals at the zoo, it is important for the staff to take precautions when working with the animals. Zoo Atlanta added that they're not necessarily concerned about patrons and animals interacting because there's a significant physical distance between the viewing areas and the animals' habitats. Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast and to follow us on social media. And you can find me at the Dr. Derry. That's D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter. And to see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us and the show, go to noisefiltershow.com. Just as a reminder, COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors, and you can learn more at www.scaetc.org. Hope, any last words? Stay well out there, folks, and continue taking the steps to keep yourself and loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, and seeing your healthcare provider regularly. And protect yourselves and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. As an infectious diseases doctor, I also want to share with healthcare providers in our audience that the HIV Care Tools app was recently launched by the AETC and is a fantastic tool for ensuring your patients have the best standard of care. I encourage you to check it out. And remember, health is a human right. Right.